Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, your friend at homeschool.com and homeschool mom of six. Join us as we keep it real and chat about the ups and downs of this amazing adventure we call the homeschool life. So grab a cup of your warm favorite and a comfy chair and let's get started. Hello and welcome to homeschool.com's Homeschooling and Loving It podcast. This is episode 32. Today we're talking about how to help our children understand difficult topics, how to talk to our children about difficult things. Have you noticed your children getting quiet when adults talk about recent events? Have you noticed them maybe get a little irritable after they've watched the news with you? All of those things are telltale signs that your child might not be handling difficult situations well. And who's to blame them? (laughs) Many children just don't have the ability to verbalize how they feel. And so with that in mind, it's really important for us as their parents, their guardians, grandparents, to observe them carefully. They might be struggling with how to process what they perceive is happening in the world around them. You know, these are difficult times. They're difficult for us as adults. It's difficult for us to process what's going on. It's difficult to think through all the ramifications, but it's even more so difficult for our children. I know I've personally been scared and even emotional when watching the news of late, but most importantly, the way we as parents respond to these issues, how we react to these issues and to our children's concerns will will help them be able to process what they're feeling. So first, I wanna encourage you to be aware. Be aware of what's going on with your child. I know we all think, oh, we know our children, we know what's happening, but there have been a few times over the years with my six kids that I've been surprised by how one of them felt. I would have never expected it, but there it was. And so, It really pays for us to be careful, to be watchful, to really know the heartbeat of our family. And so pay attention to your children. And if you are even slightly aware of some signs of distress in your children, need to take care of it. You know, everyone deals with anxiety in various ways. Sometimes situations can just cause our anxiety to rise to unhealthy levels. And if that happens in in our lives, we know it's going to happen in our children's lives. So if you're concerned your child might be struggling with anxiety or might be really concerned about the cultural issues that are going on today, here are some signs that I want to share with you to help you keep an eye out and just to keep your finger on the heartbeat of their emotional and mental health. So first of all, Just be watchful for irritability. Stress in children can easily make them irritable. So um, really, to be fair, that's true for all of us, right? (laughs) However, this irritability could be a result of lack of sleep or headaches and worry in general that is showing itself out in an irritable mood. The second one is fatigue. Is your child perhaps harder to wake up in the morning, extra sleepy or showing low energy throughout the day? You know how your child usually behaves. And so if this is really out of the norm for them, you need to take note of it. 
All right, look for restlessness. That's our third point. A lot of children are naturally restless, which makes this a little more difficult to spot. But stress in children can really look subtle if you're not aware. So is your child more active than usual? Do they fidget? They just can't be still. Does that sound familiar? If they just can't, they're always having to talk or always having to move. Or they're asking silly questions that really just don't make sense. Perhaps they can't even fall asleep or perhaps they can't stay asleep. Any of these signs could be the result of your child experiencing some stress. All right, another one, number four, concentration issues. Is your child having more trouble than usual staying focused on lessons? And I know it's summertime now, so uh, you may not be doing lessons, but are there other things that you're doing together that your child may seem easily distracted on? Perhaps they take far longer than normal to finish a worksheet. Or maybe they're just sitting there staring off into space. Look for things that are out of the norm. All right, number five, insomnia. I know I mentioned this already, but a lot of these signs really kind of go hand in hand because they each affect each other. And it's true both for all of us as adults and even children. Whenever we're faced with a crisis situation, uh, we find it difficult to sleep. So that restlessness turns into insomnia. And then, of course, as we experience insomnia, then that turns into irritability and even fatigue. And then, of course, fatigue affects concentration. And then that's just a vicious cycle goes on and on. All right, number six, has your child experienced stomach aches? Anxiety or stress or worry over situations can cause physical symptoms like stomach aches maybe even headaches, but sometimes it's difficult to recognize, or sometimes we think it's something they ate or something else that's happening. Um, But an upset stomach is is a good indicator of uh, some issues with worry. Does your child tremble? That's our seventh point. Your child might complain of feeling cold when the temperatures are actually comfortable, or they might even feel kind of chilled when they're wearing plenty of layers. I know it's summertime, and so if your child is trembling or feel feels chilled now, that should be a really clear indicator. It's a sign of anxiety that's being internalized. So though it's less likely in very young children, they could even start sweating more than normal because that... Um, unintentional sweating or non-active sweating has to do with our anxiety and even stress. All right, so these are signs that we need to keep in mind, we need to consider. Uh, The final one is muscle tension. Do you notice that your child's muscles seem tight? Or do they have neck aches or upper arm soreness? Maybe they're even limping a little. Anxiety can cause our muscles to tense up to the point that they actually feel sore. So if your child wakes up with a sore muscle and you can't think of a reason, you might want to have a talk with them. All right, so those are indicators. Those are signs. And it's very, to me, as a mom of six, that's very helpful to understand these signs or indicators to help me pay attention to my child. So if you notice these things or if you do think, that your child is indeed struggling with some things right now, right now, 
You need to take care of it. Don't don't pretend that the situation will just go away on its own. We need to make sure that we deal with it as soon as we can. But before we deal with it in our children, we need to make sure that we have dealt with it in our own selves, in our own lives. And so that is something that I I just really encourage you, dear friends, to uh, think about. If you are worried or you're anxious and concerned about some of the major world events and even um, events happening in our own country recently, then you need to process those yourself. You need to work through them, figure out what you believe, where you stand, and how you're going to face the future. And then talk to your children about it once you have those feelings straightened out in your own mind. So it's vital that we step up and we have these tough conversations with our children. No, it's not easy. It really is not easy, but it's very important. And you know, I'm kind of referencing having these conversations with our children or even our adolescent or our young adults. But this, you know, this doesn't limit itself to just the current situations that we're facing in our country or in the world with the virus. This applies to other difficult situations. I mean, there may be times when your children, uh, maybe they have gotten involved in something that they shouldn't have done and they're anxious and worried and stressed because they know that, (laughs) that they shouldn't have done this thing or maybe there are consequences that they're dealing with on their own because they're afraid to talk to you about what has happened. And so this all applies to those situations as well. Be vigilant in observing your children. And then when you take the step to actually begin the tough conversation about whatever topic that might be, you want to start small. You want to kind of ease your way into the conversation, so to speak. You don't just want to jump into it, you know, total cold turkey and just scare them. So start small, warm up to the conversation, take a walk together, do something that you both enjoy and something that is relaxing and begin the conversation slowly. Begin the conversation in love and reassuring them that you care so much about them and then gently introduce the topic that you need to discuss and ask them if they have any questions. They might not be able to clearly verbalize their questions or even their feelings. So ask them questions that are easy to answer. Might even just be a yes or a no. Then make the situation or what you're talking about understandable. So if you are talking about current events or maybe even about the virus that we faced this year, make the situation explained in an easy to understand way. Use, a, use words that are appropriate for their age. Then you're going to want to discuss things in the big picture. Maybe the issue that you need to talk about has to do with current events. And if that's the case, you could use history to teach them about why people believe the way they do or act the way they do and how that's implicated men and women, and even our country and our communities over time. We can explain all the viewpoints involved and discuss even the ethical and moral options that 
are inherent in that situation. So you can take it as an opportunity to teach them. All right. And in light of other things that are happening, you can talk to them uh, about how they should respond or how they should act, how they can show good character and what different situations mean for people of all races and religions and cultures. It's a good idea to discuss with them how they feel about those things and about the situation that you're talking about. You might even want to take some time and role play with your child and pretend situations and ask them what they would do in that instance. It's a good way to kind of build them up for making good decisions. Another thing that I like to do to help my children understand various difficult situations is to use books. There are so many really good books out there, and that's what I encourage you to find. Find good books for them on these on these topics and these subjects. But use books that teach lessons. And this can be on character like we were just discussing, or maybe they teach lessons that are applicable to difficult situations that you're enduring in your own family. But homeschoolers love unit studies, don't we? And this is another great opportunity that you could use to build a unit study. Incorporate books and literature and even writing opportunities. Another thing that I want to encourage along those lines is to help your children draw or even journal their feelings. And now we mentioned earlier, sometimes kids have a difficult time verbalizing what they're thinking or what they're feeling. I know mine did. Many of my six children had that difficulty. And so encouraging them to draw a picture of how they're feeling or journal how they're feeling is a great way to give them some time to process their thoughts and emotions and to write it out. Another thing I want to encourage you in is consistency. Consistency in your daily routines, consistency just in your regular day. You might not be doing a regular routine for school right now because it's summer, but just having consistency in what you do does make your child feel safe and secure. And don't forget that whenever a child is stressed, they do need touch more than ever. So be available for lots of hugs. Be available for lots of time together. They may be really clingy. And that's another sign that we can look for um, if they're distressed about something. So just be in tune with that. They've been really clingy. There might be something going on. Allow them to be. Allow them to have that touch. They need it. It makes them feel safe and protected. Stay tuned. You know, you might have a conversation with your child and you might feel like you've discussed it and everything is all good, but things may change in their little hearts and minds and what they felt yesterday might overwhelm them today. So really stay tuned to their emotions and their behavior, their actions. Keep listening. That's so very important. Keep listening and asking questions. Keep looking for opportunities to know what's on your child's mind. Every day is different. Every day is different. Don't take it for granted that they're okay. Um, you know, I have bad days. I can have a great day today and tomorrow just have a really bad day. And our children are the same way. So reassure them as well that what they're feeling is normal. Reassure them that you feel the same way. You've You've thought those same things. You've struggled in the same manner. 
Uh, maybe give them some examples of things that bothered you and how you overcome. But just reassure them, be there for them. Know that, you know, we don't always have all the answers. And so mama, daddy, if you're feeling bad because you feel like you just don't know how to address these needs that your child has, don't. Because we are all in the same boat. Nobody has all the answers. But we're here together and we're working through it together. These are difficult days. These are difficult times. I find myself very concerned for my family and my community and my country. And I want to be one who stands in the gap and makes a difference. Even if it's just in my own home and my family and their future, I want to be someone who makes a difference, who effects change for the good. And it's my hope today that you feel the same and that we can work together toward this goal of making a difference. And so that's our podcast for today, just sharing some things that were on my heart and some ways that we can help our children when we have to talk about difficult topics and difficult subjects. And granted, it's never going to be easy. It's going to feel awkward. Uh, It's going to feel difficult, but you can do it, Mama. You can do it, Daddy. And if you have any questions, you know you can always email me, jamie.gaddy at homeschoolconnect.com. And as always, I'm homeschooling and loving it, and I hope you are too. So with grace and joy, Jamie.